0: Holy hellfire. We're just we're just conquering planets now?
1: I wouldn't really consider this a conquer. This is more a resurrection of a planet. It doesn't have any life on it to conquer.
0: Well, it was it was open, you know. Humans maybe were going to conquer it at some point I mean, generations from now.
1: Science. For science.
0: For science. Eric, you sly dog. <laughs> Namor must be feeling pretty silly right now. Oh, Namor, <laughs> Namor.
1: Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia.
0: And I'm Justin, the Conqueror of Planets.
1: That is a incorrect fact. What do you mean? You didn't conquer any planets. You don't know what I do. <laughs> I don't? Sometimes. Okay, well.
0: Hey, we're here. Part three. Week three of the Hellfire Gala going strong bump, in the Gala Times.
1: Bump, bump, mm, mm, I've mm. noticed
0: that it seems like each week... They're it's very connected in the sense that obviously it's at the same place, but right. what they're talking about, what they're the layers of reveal versus the layers of setup are very interconnected. Like week three, they're casually talking about Mars in in one of the issues. I think it was mm-hmm. New Mutants, and we actually talked to someone on social media who read them quote unquote out of order. Oops. So they read New Mutants before reading Planet Size X Men. Oh no no! You know no. you got to check that back page.
1: Honestly, like, I read these... I started reading When You Weren't Home, and Planet Size X-Men was out... But I wasn't 100% sure that that was the right one because I knew you had read them before. So I was like, maybe that one's just out because it's that one. Yep. And so I did. I went to the back and I was like, is this the right one to read first?
0: I left them in order for you and I made sure to segment <laughs> to any additional... To anything that is not... Yes. So Demon Days, Medico and The Walking Dead were not were in not that particular pile. This week. Yes. Uh, I do, before we get started on the hellfire gala we have a new review
1: Ooh, i love a new review
0: yeah so thanks for all of our reviews we really love hearing them reading them shouting them out on the podcast yes, if you, you like what we're doing feel free to leave us a review on apple podcasts but from pat
1: thanks pat
0: charles Yes. <laughs> that was my attempt at spelling out the page turn opening to the podcast I found the X-Men through the 92 animated series, like a lot of people, but very soon became obsessed with the comics. I also feel like I don't really have people in my life to share with, so this has been a very cool experience to listen along with and almost feel like a part of the conversation. I can already tell this is the X-Men-related podcast for me, and I will be sticking around for the long haul.
1: Yay! Welcome to the fam.
0: Happy to have you, Pat. Thanks for the awesome feedback.
1: Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly how I would spell page turn noise. <laughs> yeah, it seems accurate. That's legit.
0: And I got to I got to do it twice now, just now.
1: But it doesn't count. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm just reading. I'm just practicing.
1: Enough. <laughs> e- Ooh. Enough.
0: That out of the flutter. Hey, one other thing before we get started. We were guests on the house of x podcast another x-men related podcast Yes,
1: we were for
0: their pride spotlight special that were released today friday yes tomorrow in the future when you're listening to this maybe or whenever you listen to it i don't in know the
1: future we um what well, would have been yesterday if it's the future it would have been released yesterday
0: it, but yeah, but it's my tomorrow.
1: Yes, but it's there yesterday. I don't care. Time travel. I'm not
0: trying to get nauseous, you know?
1: Yeah, we got to talk on one of their Pride episodes about Gray Malkin and Jesse Drake. Drake. So that was really exciting. So Two deep sure cut to-
0: mutants from the LGBTQ plus community.
1: So be sure to check out that hot ticket.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, one more thing before we get started... If you haven't checked us out on Patreon, we would love it if you would join our Mutant and Proud community for just $3 a month. You can help support the podcast and help us grow. And we upload a bunch of bonus content, some mini episodes, um, occasional screenshots of text message conversations, what we like to call couch convos. What does it mean? Sometimes they happen in the car. Lots of great fun insider stuff there and for just three dollars a month you could really help us out so go check us out on patreon you can find the link to our patreon in our Instagram bio
0: boom all right are you ready for the the hotly the hotly anticipated planet sized x-Men I am so this was this was hyped you know this this was hyped on the back it's a red issue right yes so- in that little. Which I, th- I feel like we got this. This I would definitely say is a red issue. Mm-hmm. The other two that we've seen so far, I would maybe question if they're actually a red issue. I feel like we got a little liberal with uh, the use of the red. Oh, you know I, what I, were the other
1: two? X Men. Me oh, you don't want me to? Tell you? I mean, you could tell me if you know. I do. X Men and Marauders. Yep. Well, Marauders is the first issue of the Hellfire Gala, so sure. I feel like that is like okay, we gotta.
2: make it
0: red house of x number one wasn't red
1: but this is the hellfire gala darling
0: okay darling okay (laughs) and then x-men number 21 i guess i I see that because the announcement of the x-men team Mm. sword number six that with just the hints of what might happen to our good friend eric
1: aye 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 trial
0: I don't like it. Before we get into this issue, there are a few questions that I wanted to ask you. Oh, snap. Uh, Were you lost not having read Ten of Swords?
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Little little note Um, for
1: the readers at home. let's say I was lost. I wasn't lost during Planet Size because it seemed pretty much like this overarching like big picture of what they were doing on Mars in mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't feel like I needed to know all the details because I I understood. Okay. And because I I had a little sense of that other island from what I have read. Yep. So I was like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on with them. And I understand the overall big picture of this. New Mutants, I wasn't lost because I I don't know. New Mutants is one of my faves. Like, When I read New Mutants, I feel like...
0: Well, and then to tell you, I don't think you would know this. This is a completely different creative team. So Mm. this is a new writer on New Mutants.
1: Oh, that's cool. I just feel like when I read New Mutants, it's like, oh yeah, these are my friends. (laughs) Like they're just chill. Like I just, it's a different, more low key vibe.
0: Low key vibe? Low key vibe. We're watching (laughs) Loki. I hope you are too. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're not, do it. And X Corp. I, I was just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm reading this comic anyway. Yeah, cool.
0: I, I would I would say that these three comics played even more off of the stuff that you don't know yeah. slash haven't read. You know, especially New Mutants because of a lot of the character threads that have been building in the arc recently. Mm-hmm. X Corp. Even though it's only its second issue, I feel like it's a lot dependent on having the groundwork of the first issue. I
1: mean, I'll talk about how I feel about X-Corp when we get there. We'll get there.
0: Are you interested in where Apocalypse is more so or less so now that you kind of have this this planet-sized X-Men tease?
1: I mean, I think they just flat out told me where he is, kind of. Sure. He is no longer in our realm. Yep. And that's all I know based on that one sentence
0: right <laughs> But are you interested in what happened yes of course where he is yes so I honestly and I said it last week I, I was like I almost don't want you to read Ten of Swords which is why you didn't and
1: yeah that's why I didn't <laughs> that was really kind of you I appreciate that I love you very much yeah, no that's problem. why you haven't that's why you haven't fulfilled your promise to yep. continue to read Jeb Jeb. I'm sorry, life is hard right now. But okay. there,
0: there are a handful of people that are also in the same boat and they're wondering, you know, can I jump on in this issue? Is, is Planet Size X-Men a good jumping on point? So addressing some of those gaps, mm-hmm. I think, is an interesting point.
1: Yeah, I definitely think you could jump on. I think you would have to just accept the fact that there are some things that you wouldn't really fully understand That's comics, or baby. like you wouldn't have the full backstory of but they give you enough context of what's going on to be able to say like okay I know I can, I can follow the story and mm-hmm. I, and as you get a sense that as the world that they're building progresses you won't really need to have those holes filled in for you by reading those comics or you could go back and read them and, and you'd still be okay.
0: Yeah. Do you care about the Iraqi mutants?
1: I mean... I am not invested in them really right yeah, now yeah, but yeah. I think if I had read the other stories I would be. I mean you
0: don't you don't get a whole lot of information about them only maybe a couple of specific ones. I
1: mean what I've read I do recall in my mush of the comics that I did <laughs> read there was and And please correct me if I'm wrong, sure, but there was something about the fact that they were there was like the fear of them going extinct or something, so they pulled themselves aside and they've only lived with their own community. Is that real there was some there was some threat to them, I thought that so they so that's why they like. I mean, or they were? Was it just because they were separated and and secluded, and they had to be? I think, it's, be just I think it's because
0: they were in a, another dimension of demons. Because mm. I think you did read the X Men lead in, right? You you read the first two lead ins. You didn't actually start Ten of Swords, right. you, you read the Excalibur and X Men lead ins. Literally
1: everything up to right when Ten of Swords would have started,
0: right? Which the first issue being Creation.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited. To read those things, if I'm being completely honest and realistic, like my life outside the podcast gets less in July. Sure. And I'll have a bunch of time to read. So,
0: And maybe we'll talk about them specifically in an episode. I have two ideas.
1: Ooh, two ideas. The master of
0: the ideas. Hey, so let's talk about this cover, Planetized X-Men, because uh, it's an intense piece of art. I love this cover.
1: I love this cover. I I no, that's a lie. You don't. Ooh. I don't love this cover. Ooh. I like this cover. Ooh. I mean, I I very much like this feeling of them being floating above me and like looking down and you know the way their the wind is taking their capes and their hair and all of that, but I don't know. I I feel like I look at that this cover and I feel like it's missing something. It's missing other people or...
0: Do you recognize who these people are?
1: Yeah. This is... Omegas only. Oh, um, I was like, yeah, these... I know... Obviously, you know the
0: names of the characters. But yeah, the fact that these four are Omega level mutants exclusively. Mm.
1: Okay. Well, tell me why you love it.
0: Well, I just... I love it, especially in retrospect now, having read the issue, but I do... When this first released as a preview image i was hyped because pepe la Rosa and marta gracia obviously, well yeah oh, they do amazing work and this confirmation of what these floating rocks are and what this red terrain is the hints have been there all along that you know mars mm-hmm. mars, mars
1: mars shall we dive in we shall a page turn noise Oh, that it's, was got for you, pop, Pat. it's got that a was pop. It's
0: got a pop
1: too. Okay. So first, first, I just want to talk about the art on the first few pages of this mm. because I love it. Yeah. It's so beautiful to look at. And so it's interesting, right? Because it's this, it's vast space with not a lot like outer space, not just like space, but like it's the depths of space. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot going on, but the proportions and the way the pages are set up and just, I don't know. It's just so, it pulls you right in, like right from the get. It's like, okay, something's going down.
0: Yeah. And I really love how Jerry, the writer of this issue, does a great job at letting the visual brilliance of Pepe and Marta Mm -hmm. speak for itself. You know, it's very light on text in these first couple pages. It's really just big picture, something a lot of people were thinking previously of, hey, it's Mars. It's something going on with Mars. But we're getting the details of how this is coming together.
1: Okay, tell me I'm crazy, but does this giant Mars rock not kind of resemble a sentinel head? Or, like, do you see a face in it at all? Mm, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's just me being like, I see a
0: face. I do. The little bit of text that we do get, this conversation with Forge, I I love. I'm a big fan of Forge. But the added bonus of cementing Forge's importance to this era So, like he's the guy that you go to when you have a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. And he tells you, hey, it would work, but with a hearty dose of skepticism. You know, it's like, it's a big if. You're gonna be doing some crazy things. Oh, you wanna do a cerebro, what? You wanna do a Mars, what? Yeah. I'm Skunkworks Forge. I'll do anything.
1: I'll I'll make it happen. Yeah, I just feel like the way this is set up, too, right? So in reading this issue, it's you get the sense that. Magneto is kind of planning this thing, right? At one point, Emma says like, is there something you're hiding oh, from yeah. the council, right? So like and Magneto is planning this thing like in the shadows the whole time. So as a person who hasn't read the other things, the way this is explained as is, is as if I'm someone who wasn't in Magneto's inner circle for this and now I'm being exposed to it. So yeah. it's not like, I don't feel like I missed anything because I feel like this could be the first time that some people are finding out about it.
0: For sure. Yeah. You're kind of getting let in on what's going on along with the other mutants.
1: Right. And there's the little flashbacks of like yeah, you know, you weeks further. ago, days ago, whatever. So it's obviously leading up to the gala.
0: This uh it's a fascinating question. Can a circuit of our most powerful mutants resuscitate a dead world?
1: Which is interesting because right, it's like so basically they're the planet five.
0: Yeah, right? So what did I say last week?
1: Captain Planet.
0: No, I, I didn't say Captain Planet. No. I said that they were going to, the five Mars, yeah. right? And so here, at the beginning, and it, it doesn't just stop with these five, but these are the five that we get at the start. Magneto, Vulcan, Hope, Proteus, and Iceman. All Omega Mutants.
1: None of them Jean Grey.
0: None of them Jean Grey. Why does that?
1: I don't know. She's on the cover. So, Storm.
0: Oh. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, well, I I love this concept. I love how they're continuing to build the idea of powers working in tandem mm-hmm. to do bigger and bigger things. Like this is probably the most ambitious thing mutant kind has ever attempted to do.
1: Oh yeah, I would say that's that's
0: for true. And it's a combination of mutants that never would have been possible without the unification of Krakoa, right? Mm-hmm. So Magneto and Proteus in the same room with Iceman and Hope and Vulcan. Like that that is a combination that otherwise would not be able to be achieved.
1: I would say the only curveball for me was that I've seen all of these people in what I've read, at least a sprinkle of them, except Hope. I feel like I don't recall Hope. She's really. of
0: the five. She's oh, one she's
1: of, she's one of the five. Yeah, okay. so she's so she's there's this, like one or two issues that she's in when they're struggling to and and X resurrect. Factor, yeah, Kate.
0: Yep, and she's basically the the special sauce, right? She amplifies and helps create synergy between powers
1: Mm -hmm. okay so yeah just like i can't get over the art it's so beautiful yeah so beautiful
0: big epic pages you know i i do want to say i love pepe i love martha the fact that they're going on a regular book after this so they'll be going on x-men with jerry Mm -hmm. i wonder if that takes away from the specialness of something like this right when they come onto a a page or on a, a title That's like a big thing. That's like a big event. But now if they're like the regular speed of a monthly book, can that keep up with the expectations of the big, bold and and epicness of them?
1: Mm. Well, we'll have to see. But I think they can do it. I think they can. I have faith.
0: So our title pages? Dominion. Yeah, it's not lost on me the fact that we have Dominion
1: a word I ha- I used to hate. Used to hate. Don't bring it up.
0: Don't bring it. Why?
1: <laughs> because whenever we would talk about the Dominion, it would be like, it's a Dominion, which is like a phalanx is part of a Dominion, which is part of a, something else, which is inside something else, which creates something else. And they have babies who do things for them who don't know they're doing things for them, but they're inside the phalanx. who's inside the Dominion whose brains explode.
0: Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten Titans or more is a Dominion.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you said?
0: Fireworks. Written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Pepe Larraz. Color artist by Marte Gracia.
1: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I have to say that... The fact that for fireworks those, are going on. For off. those of you who cannot hear what's happening in the background of our apartment right now, literally Justin said fireworks and people in our neighborhood started blasting off fireworks. Yeah. It's like amazing timing. Boom, boom. Okay, sorry.
0: And Clayton Cowles on letters. And also just the inclusion of this opening quote page... I just feel like this makes it feel like it's a continuation of House of X and Powers of Mm Ten. Like we don't get a lot of the opening pages. Sometimes various books we do. Hellions we've gotten a lot. But it just makes me feel like this issue is Dugan channeling Hickman energy. Yeah. And it feels like an issue that I would have expected to come from Hickman in terms of the size and impact on the future of the line. So I'm interested in how their relationship between the two writers continues to play out.
1: Yeah, me too. I think I I really also appreciated this little thing. And I was like, you know, because that's... Emma actually says that in yep. one of the previous issues. So it's, it's a callback to that. Ties it together. Does that... Adds to that feeling of this is all one unified story. And who the heck is this person?
0: Iska the Unbeaten. This is your first experience with Iska. What's your impression of her as a character?
1: I mean she means business she does she's getting it done she is she doesn't have there's no question in her mind that she can do whatever it is magneto is asking her to do she's like tut 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 well, i will it, get it done
0: yeah but she's also kind of annoyed about the fact that magneto's almost lecturing her of the importance of the humans you know this oh you speak of the humans as though they should concern me this is a big issue for magneto like this entire like, thinking about who has the biggest impact on this issue it's magneto oh yeah for sure not only like how much he as a character is accomplishing things here but the way that he's approaching it you know he's being diplomatic he's being collaborative he's opening all borders and coming to people with this big idea this problem Mm -hmm. we meet up with the hellfire trading company we need more drugs well we'll grow them on mars we'll grow them on mars that sly smirk why? Eric. I
1: know I love I love that panel yes. so much.
0: There's a he looks like an actor in this picture. He looks like uh, what's that guy's name? Mags Mendelssohn or something like that.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Let's look it up. Beep boop 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 beep boop computer noises.
0: And he just—he looks like an actor. He looks like a specific actor, but I can't remember the actor's name.
1: I don't know. I'm terrible at that stuff. Go ahead, read the quote. You are going to read it. Do it.
0: Why, Eric? You surprise me. Is there something you're keeping from the council?
1: <laughs> and his little, just like, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: smirky smirk. Also, this conversation between Cyclops and Captain America. This feels a little like I read this and I was like, wait, what's happening here? Like, Cy- I, obviously, Cyclops is basically saying like. You need to come to the gala because something's going to go down. And Captain America's like, oh, I wasn't going to come, but I guess I'll come now. But like, did they have previous conversations in other comics or this page is just inserted in here?
0: I mean, they have a a collegial respect for each other in the sense that they are both leaders within their group. And I think especially the, the moment of him saying, I guess I have to now or I guess I am now is in relation to some of the things that he says earlier on. So so, him
1: just being upset or concerned about the formation of this other island is. is, I don't think it's him. Right. Well, him bringing it to the attention. of Yes. I think it's I think it's him
0: trying to like Olive Branch broker a understanding between the governments that are spying on Krakoa and have noticed this increased landmass and heat signature and the business. Sure. Yeah.
1: It'll be gone soon. (laughs)
0: in a way that will probably make you even more upset right so you've solved one problem but created a whole lot more i do want to say one thing so it it feels symbolic Mm -hmm. this revisiting the overgrown mansion and and steve just wanting to see that like a hold of things on the past the 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 way that the x-men used to be the way that their relationship used to be and i'm gonna say something and i thought like as i was writing it you're not gonna like it oh no but in general and here in particular they seem to be setting up cyclops as essentially, like, Captain Krakoa, you know? that, And and he is because he's the captain commander of the Krakoan army, right? So this is the meeting of the captains.
1: Captain Krakoa, did you have to say it? Did you have to say it? I
0: did, it? I did. And this is exactly the reaction I wanted.
1: Was he going to get a
2: shield?
0: No.
1: mean Maybe. No. Captain Krakoa. Anyway.
0: Unanimous council approval. Ah, this is... This is the Magneto I love about this Krakoan era. You know, the passionate about his people, but logical in his approach. Able to present like the, the needs of the nation and getting the full backing of the council. He's, he, you know, this is what we need to do. Here's my awesome plan. I've thought it through. I just need your support. I'm not going to do it on my own because I'm a changed man.
1: I'm a changed man.
0: Of the people.
1: And then he's got his big team meeting.
0: The Omega Party out before going into the big game so they they reference on this panel i do want to call out what about roping legion into this i don't trust david yet
1: yeah has he been in some of the other issues that i haven't read yet way of x oh
0: way of x issue two specifically magneto asks david for his help and david says i don't trust you
1: (gasps) oh so this is him. He's saying he yeah. doesn't trust David, but it's really the other way around.
0: Someone called this out uh, a Rashomon effect, which is essentially how different people will recount an experience in different ways.
2: <laughs> kind of like
0: eyewitness reports of what happened.
1: Yeah, but but also covering your own
0: yeah. buttocks. And this reference to powerhouse, we have no need of more pretenders. The boy is no family of ours. Oof. That's yeah, That's right,
1: Magneto. Well, Magneto was all there for him when he thought he was a mutant, and yeah. now that he's not. Sorry, Franklin. Find your own friends. Mm-hmm. Build your own planet.
0: Mercator and Avalon. So that first panel is still shrouded in mystery. I don't know anything about this except for it's Mercator. It is a part of Otherworld. It is a realm within Otherworld, and it is led by Mr. M, Mr. Mercator, mm. who is an Omega level mutant. Interesting. But we have our, our boy, Jamie Braddock.
1: Ah, Jamie.
0: Monarch. He's just so silly. <laughs> my cape, this cape stays oh on my, my shoulders. Oh my God.
1: He didn't even have to ask the question. He just said, he didn't even get it out. He just said, I do like your, this cape stays on my shoulders. There's
0: uh, maybe a reason why.
1: <laughs> that I haven't read yet. Ten of Swords. Bum, ba, bum.
0: It's more just a joke. But here, Earth, Araco, hours ago. Welcome to the Great Ring of Irako. You have yet to meet Laktuka, the Knower, so, Sabunar of the Depths, in Zilo? Zelo, first defender of this broken land.
1: So Irako basically has the exact same council room with like the head of Irako and the council table, but it's just this other. Well,
0: it's also interesting that it is a ring. They are fully unified
2: mm. oh, versus the, the various the seasons council is right. spread up.
0: Yeah. The Great Ring, and also a point that you wouldn't know because it is only established in later issues after Ten of Swords, everyone on the council is an Omega-level mutant exclusively.
1: Oh, snap. These these mutants, I like them. Yeah. They have really cool powers.
0: Yeah, and, and that's just... So there's a lot of mutants on Arako. There are more mutants on Arako than there are on Kakoa. Uh-oh. And they have a lot more... Mm. narrative potential to just be this open-ended you know, who are these guys because we don't really know a whole lot about them we've only met a handful of them but these three are kind of the first time that we're really getting to know what they can do
1: like their powers are insane
0: and and just the fact that of course I'm not surprised the gifts I need are all here within your great ring you know this this is why they're needed this and this is the diplomacy this is the reaching across the line and combining all of their strength to get what they need.
1: Right. And I think the good thing about Magneto in in how he holds himself both, I think just always is that when, especially when he's talking or only when he's talking to fellow mutants is that he automatically has a, a level of respect for you. If you're a mutant, like he's going to
0: and a level of disrespect. If you're not
1: right, if you're not, I'm not going to offer Franklin. you my respect but the fact that he he doesn't come to them saying like oh please please we need you he's basically like you hold the power to what we need you know like he talks them up he amps them up he gives them he gives them the recognition that they deserve in order to win them over to get them on his side versus trying to make himself seem as though he's the more powerful one Mm -hmm. you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah also just the way that he approaches it in He's essentially doing something for the both of them, but in particular for Araco. Right, Blood Lake.
1: Blood Lake.
0: Which is just you know Sabunar.
1: Yeah, that whole thing is just dope. And then my this, girl Storm. Storm.
0: Oh, one of my favorite panels and character moments, as Storm just shines here. And do you see up up at the top? This is the this is one of the little rovers that they mention in one of the back data pages. <laughs> see, it's like getting. Yeah taken over by a tidal wave as they are just continuing what they started with the initial 5 now with even more
1: and then and then this guy comes in and just like makes all of the underground just go through all of its stages of evolution yeah. just instantly i want
0: to know more about who this guy is right so and he's working with elixir who is healing the world you know that's that's his mutant power that's his Omega level mutant power. And I don't know. How would you pronounce this? Xylo, Zylo? Xilo? X-I-L-O.
1: Probably Xylo.
0: Yeah. Also, the, the note in the block, Olympus Mons, the largest active volcano in the solar system as of 15 minutes ago.
1: Right. So they made it active. Right. Insane. Yeah. And then Magneto just taking off his helmet.
0: Right. Right. Because it's, it's becoming more habitable. It's becoming alive again.
1: No, my young friend. We won't need them here ever again. Now for the dangerous part.
0: Which this is ridiculous, this page.
1: It's so beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah right?
1: And also, what are they doing? How are they? What?
0: So you may know the external gate. That's the gate that opens up the passage from Krakoa to other worlds. Yes. And so what they're doing is inverting that, changing its direction as to where things go. So I'll, I'll spoil something a little bit. So the way that Arako came to Earth was through the external gate.
1: Oh, okay. And so
0: now they're using it again, but putting the other side. So that panel from X-Men where Monarch was on Mars with right. the glowing crystals, yeah. those were the external, that was the other side of the external oh, gate.
1: Oh, cool.
0: And Laktuka who is the knower of all things, right? Lactuca's gifts is to know where everything is, including where and when to land. We're in good hands.
1: Just like, they're so much bigger, like physically larger. Yeah. Because isn't this isn't this him? Like up here at the top? This is his face. Yeah, and so I don't
0: know. You know, you see them in relation to Magneto. Yeah. And then I don't know if this is more just the vastness of their knowledge and how that's played for dramatic effect as the island is going through this gate.
1: Yeah, but you're then, right.
0: But then, boom. Boom. Because we're having a little beach party. And they're talking about just why they're doing this for Araco. It's it's a debt paid. You know, Quentin being regular Quentin, just downplaying, you know, shouldn't... They tried to kill us. Like, should we really be doing all this stuff for Araco?
1: Yeah, so they tried to kill them? Oh, that's sorry, news
0: sorry, to my me. my bad. My bad. <laughs>
1: I mean, I figured there was, I read the panel, like I read right. him being upset, so I figured there was something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> There's like a certain level of, I don't know what to tell you. What no, it's type. like
1: at this point, it's if you tell me something, it's fine. Like I'll probably forget it. Sure. Or it, I'll just be like, oh yeah, mush brain,
0: mush brain. Something that I did want to call out on this page, for the second time in as many weeks, Araco is uprooted. So that means since the end of Ten of Swords, narratively, Two weeks have passed.
1: Wow. That's not a lot of time.
0: That's not a lot of time. And, you know, a lot of people have remarked it's been how many issues of content. We haven't really seen a whole lot from the Iraqi mutants. Well, this places it in more of a condensed time, yeah. time order that it maybe. What would you see
1: from Right, right. it's only been two weeks?
0: Right. You, we have seen a handful of them. There have been some conversations between some people from Krakoa and some people from Morocco. But this really shortens what I thought was a much longer timeline. Mm. I mean, and to think about it, this entire month of comics is happening in one night. Right. The celebration.
1: Look how happy Araco is.
0: Yeah, they they have a home. You know, they they were in a war torn, just grounding, formed by this death and battle and destruction for thousands of years.
1: And now they're home. And now and they're, they're home. safe.
0: Yeah. And this diplomatic ring the lake hellas diplomatic ring this is where i think and i hope the future of stories will take place in terms of araco and its importance the mm-hmm. the relative idea of mutants now having a big place in intergalactic conversations from the seat of their new planet
1: well now they're they're mutants in space right right cuz we have the space team sword so They're still in space. Mm -hmm. And now we have Mars. And then there's always the Shi'ar. So...
0: Right, they're sitting up Forget you, Earth and
1: humans and whatever nonsense you've got going on. Yeah. We've got bigger fish to fry.
0: Which, you know, I wonder if... They they do have some claim. You know, Mm Krakoa has some claim to various parts of Mars. But I, I wonder what the diplomacy between them would be like. You know, are they still considered one land do they consider themselves one mutant people
1: i think so i got the sense that like Araka is like the capital of mars but all of these like business type things and 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 like the factory or the like port or whatever Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff is is krakowin as well like
0: i don't know yeah that that's the interesting question of you know who's running what
1: does Morocco become Krakoa? Does Krakoa become Morocco, or do they become something else well, together? So they were,
0: they were Okara. That was when the they one were island, together, right? And there was—I don't know if I want to tell you this—but there was an attempt to come back together that did not uh
1: mm, meh. go well. Yeah. Well, I saw that starting to happen in in one of the
0: X Men issues. No. So that was only a piece. Yeah. Right. They came together. <laughs> and then Cable and Rachel were like, What's going on? Dad, what's happening? Well, when one island loves another island. All right, so let's talk about this uh this sword baby.
1: No. First let's talk about the statue of apocalypse. Yeah. So these are the these are the people, the things that Apocalypse is a part of where like they live forever and they what are they called? Externals. Yeah. I was gonna call them eternals and I know that wasn't right. That's something else. Mm-hmm. So that's what these statues are of all the externals.
0: Nope. This is Apocalypse and Genesis.
1: Who's Genesis? His wife. Oh, hey, girl.
0: Who was slash is the leader of the Iraqi people.
1: What? Prediction. Yeah. Apocalypse is going to double cross. He's going to be like, listen, my wife used to lead these people and I'm going to come back from this other realm and I'm actually going to lead these people and we are more than you and we are the better ones and we are superior. We are
0: the fittest.
1: Homo superior superior. <laughs> and bow down to me, Charles Xavier, because I am Apocalypse. Maybe. I already have a statue of myself on this planet. Thank you. Goodbye. Claimed. Yeah. Okay. What, it, what, what? 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 What's going on with this baby? Yeah. Okay. Jean. Jean. My dear Jean, she she says this to Jamie and he just like straight up takes like, her seriously. What's and happening? Becomes physically pregnant. And then ugh, I, an entire like what space station just shoots out of his stomach.
0: Yep. First off, can we say this this page? Yeah. The, the brain page where, oh, man, that is just beautiful.
1: That's like literally every page is beautiful.
0: Yeah but
1: yeah so can we talk about this telepathic sperm that's floating around (laughs) yeah yep that's the idea this is this is a telepathic egg that's being impregnated with a space station yep and those are the stages of the egg
0: yep the nine months rapidly happening i don't know the gestation period of a space station you know that's new science that i'm not aware of new
2: science
0: is this what you thought would happen oh god he took me literally the fact that it blasts through his stomach so just it's it's uncomfortable i love it but it's ridiculous and kind of like grossly beautiful it's definitely gross just birthing through jamie's stomach but
1: but like also he loves it yeah he loves it he (laughs) could have just created it and gene says hope that was fun for you i'm pinching off your pain receptors while elixir patches you up and jamie says now you lot really know how to show a fella a good time. Somebody owes me supper. Yeah, like Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. You know,
0: he just he just birthed the space station. I think it's interesting the fact that he does it this way, and and I also question like, what's the limit of the things that he could do, right? So I don't I don't know if he could have just as an Omega level reality warper, could he have just resuscitated the Earth uh, Mars by himself? I don't know.
1: I mean, that's a good question. I don't
0: know the depths of his ability to warp reality.
1: I mean, he just shot a space station out of his stomach. Yep. So
0: the And speaking of that space station, let's talk about the big flex of power by Jean as she throws this giant space station into orbit.
1: And then Magneto being like, don't got worry, you. Jean, I caught it. I
0: got you. But keeping in mind that she's an Omega-level telepath, not telekinetic. So she's just real and strong. So I feel like that's why... She's struggling with it. Not really struggling, but there's the, the word bubbles that lead you to believe that soon it'll be too big for me to move. Up you go. Magneto catch. Like She's she's trying to get it up as fast as she can because, right, it's, growing because it's growing much more fast. rapidly. Right.
1: And then Port Prometheus is born.
0: Yeah. Which is just like, what, what is this? Star Wars? This is so cool.
1: So the fireworks, were the fireworks the transition of the island to Mars? Was it...
0: I don't think so. I think in the end, you know, they have this page Mm -hmm. that is kind of like the end of the, the House of X, Powers of ten. Right.
1: Well, also, I love this exchange between Storm and Magneto Magneto when he says rain and she's like, not my doing. The planet is alive again.
2: Yeah.
0: Which just speaks to her connection with the planet. Mm -hmm. Right. She's in tune with the planet and what it needs and what it's doing.
1: And just that, like, it doesn't need her to do it. It doesn't, it's just happening. And the way that they're both just, like, looking up and letting the rain fall down on them and just, like, absorbing that moment of, like, we did this.
0: We got a couple of pages of uh, a data dump, you know. Arako is the first mutant world. Attempt no landing except at Port Prometheus. Arako is the capital of this solar system. Bold statement. Hold fast for a message from the Regent of Soul.
1: Bold statement. All I'm saying is when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. Y'all yeah. just decided that the solar system has a capital now.
0: And and how do you do that though, right? Because you called it first. I just feel like that's going to. Well, I gonna, think that's res- where
1: these these last two data pages come in, you know, where like. The, the humans ex, are going to respond the in some way. desk is like, what is going on? Can they do that? It's do we recognize that? Yeah, it's interesting because like the X desk data page is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this this is this okay? Because this is happening. Is this okay? And then the NASA what are you one, do? the NASA one is just like, "Hey guys, uh, this is pretty cool. Can could we, we study? study it for science? Or like, are we allowed to go up there? Or is this like mutants only? Maybe could someone send us some data? We're just ner- we are interesting nerding out." Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, that's that's the end of the issue. Big big picture thoughts. What, what did you think?
1: I mean, I think it's great. It's. It was beautiful to look at. It was encompassing of everything I needed to know to get this next phase of the story started. It's really cool to see this continuation of all of the powers coming together, and that, which kind of touches on what is said in the title page of New Mutants, which I didn't know because I haven't finished reading that, about how the New Mutants are basically training young mutants how to mm-hmm. like bring their powers together and five it up. So... It's just cool that this is sort of like we're taking the next step and this is what mutants do now. This is like our... Combining our powers. Our new thing is knowing that we are we can work together and we can combine our powers. And, and, and
0: don't take it too far, Sinister, with Chimeras.
1: No, do take it too far, Sinister. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I thought it was a great... A great issue to really bounce around and highlight a bunch of different mutants and different story points and give you a good landscape of what's about to happen or a nice setup and it was just really really beautiful to look at like yeah. the combination of the layout and the artwork mixed with the colors like some of those colors are so all of those colors are so beautiful that like this entire issue was just gorgeous to look at. So I, agree. Yeah. I think that's when something like this can be a really cool story and the artwork is this good, like this is a this, this is, is a red issue. A monumental. This um, that's is what I'm a saying. seminal moment.
0: Ooh, ooh. i I'd agree. I mean it depends on how what happens afterwards because that's the big question is I don't know how I don't know what book feeds this story
1: yeah but i mean the create the resurrection of a planet to create in a mutant only planet in my mind is a seminal moment i mean i i guess it's a little soon to say like we just did house of x and powers of sun and now automatically we're gonna have another seminal moment but
0: yeah because i feel like so i don't know if it's a seminal moment or if it's the next layer in the krakoan era seminal Seminal moment. moment. right so it is it is the next step of what's going on already
1: yeah I was just going to ask you what you, what you thought overall of it.
0: Oh, I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was really beautiful visually, like you said. I thought that the fact that they tied this story in together and just kind of slowly brought you through We didn't need to see all of that, but it was so great to see it.
1: Well, I I wanted I felt like I needed to see all of it so I kind of knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, sure. But but you're right, like every phase of it, we didn't need, right. necessarily need to, that to see. To that depth
0: of detail, we didn't need to see how they resuscitated Mars. Through those pages, they gave you a little bit of tidbits here and there mm-hmm. of what's going to happen or what might happen. Um, who do you think the regent of soul is going to be?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Regent is like queen. The queen. The, the... Okay,
1: right, like queen regent. The regent of soul. I hope it's lady, dead, death, bird, dark, dark. Dark birdie lady
0: Deathbird from the Shiar? Yeah. Yeah. No? She's not a mutant. And she's not in our she's not in Soul, basically. You know, Soul is our solar system.
1: Well, that's new information to me. Okay. Who's gonna be the region of soul? Who's
0: gonna be Queen of the Mutants? Storm. Yes. Hundred percent.
1: Storm, 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 Storm. Hundred percent. It's It's gotta be Storm. Storm. It's gotta be Storm. Was what else is she doing right now? Like she's on the council, but whatever.
0: Yeah, and she left, or is... Uh, nah. No, she left the council because of <laughs> no, Ten of Swords? Uh, nope. Other people did, but not her. But she is potentially, or been alluded to, leaving Marauders. Oh, because she's going to be the queen of the solar system. She's going to do something. They've been teasing a big story for Storm for a while now, so she's oh got God, to do that'd something. That'd be so dope.
1: That'd be so dope.
0: I, I just I also wonder, so in thinking of what's the story that feeds this narrative, I want there to be because I don't want this just to just be like, oh yeah, they're up in space. They're on Mars and we're still doing There's things. a
1: title called region of soul. And it's just, a, it's a That's great. book.
0: I'm into it. It's diplomatic relations across galaxies and with other planets. And yes, you know, my one, my one thought that I was like, you know, in one of Moira's previous lives, they set up on another planet or they set up on a moon in some way. Mm-hmm. You see that in a visual is, is Araco, planet, Orocco like a defense. You know, they, they mentioned that it is a defense of Earth, but are they like a, you know, a, a first response, a, a, yeah. in the way in case Orcus and well, Sentinel City come after?
1: I, I do think that Orcus is, well, you've mentioned, and I've kind of seen a little of that, like Orcus is, is in, up in it. Like Orcus is coming back. Orcus is. they
0: They never left. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like they're still, still a thing. And like clearly the idea of humans taking themselves to the next level is still a thing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if like the whole Ascension thing is, is going to come back into play or the phalanx is going to come back into play. It's got to at some point. And if that does happen, they need to be, they are set up in space, right? They need to be set up in space. They need more of like another layer of defense. So I definitely think that could be a thing.
0: Right. I just, I wonder are the X-Men setting up their own dominion?
1: Well, I mean, the title of this issue is right. Dominion, so I'm going well, so to go title, ahead and say yes.
0: The title is Fireworks. The recap blurb is Dominion.
1: Oh, Jaka Jaka. But yeah, I mean, I think they wouldn't call it Dominion if they weren't being like, yo, this is our Dominion. Yeah. Oh, well, unless they just want to mess with us.
0: I might break this up into two episodes. Just no, because, because
1: of... I don't have much to say about the other okay. two. <laughs> All right. I mean, we'll see. If this is If this ends up being part one, then it's part one.
0: The Krakoan for the next issue, which isn't going to be, there's no Planet Size X-Men number two. The image on the back is a tease of the X-Men issue number one. So this somewhat seems to be feeding into X-Men number one. And the Krakoan says, back to Earth.
1: Woohoo. Okay. New Mutants. I like this cover. I do too. A lot.
0: It's got an experimental art feel. It looks like Rod Reese, but it isn't.
2: Hmm.
1: So, one thing I'd just like to say right off the bat, and because clearly there's a gap in my reading. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, Warlock's back. Okay. So, he was like hidden inside Doug for a little bit, and now he's out. So, is this because Doug like, was like, yo, Warlock, I want to have a relationship with this person, this other person. So, get out of me.
0: Um, No, not <laughs> really. I mean the amount that warlock was a secret is kind of unclear right so he he did make himself known in a couple of the giant-sized issues, right, mm-hmm. in Nightcrawler. Well, like,
1: he did and he didn't right. make himself known. Like, it was we very knew sneaky, about him, right. but, yeah. like, and even, when it would flash back, like, that scene where it was, like, Doug and Warlock sitting across from each other in and then when number seven, yep went away and then came back and it was just Doug, so it was like, is that Doug seeing Warlock there, but nobody else could see him there.
0: Right, and, and what is the connection to Krakoa? Because there was also a change on the island's face in that in those panels
1: oh yeah well i mean i think that if doug and Krakoa are like besties besties then then krakowa has to know what's up with warlock
0: oh for sure so warlock is a sword during Ten of swords
1: he is a sword yes. like himself so so y'all just so you know justin gave me like a brief overview of like what the the uh premise of ten of swords
0: is the ten sword bearers of krakoa face off against the ten sword bearers of arako
1: oh that second part you didn't tell me you Oop. just said there's ten swords and they had to find the swords but yep. that's cool so warlock is a sword okay all right well anyway shall we dive in
0: yes
1: page turn noise
0: Speaking of Warlock, he's on the runway and I love that he talks in emojis.
1: I know, I do too. I think it's so cute. I love Warlock. I'm I do too. so happy. Like when I was like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, Warlock's back. It was like, yay, Warlock's back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I love Warlock too. He's one of my favorite of the original New Mutants.
1: And at first, I was a little unsure about like this different art style because it feels a little more like cartoony.
0: And I think it's just More warlock.
1: specifically, yeah, just for it's, warlock. Yeah, right. But then, like, so I'm looking at it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I. And then it like gets to that bottom panel where With he Danny? he's like trying to sneak away because everyone's making fun of him, and mm-hmm. then like his his facial expression really like cuts right to my heart. Yeah, and I was just like, he just no, looks like a sad dog. <laughs> warlock,
0: I hate this artist guy. The not the oh artist my of the God. book, but.
1: This this dude, what's his stupid name?
0: Billy the Artist, I think.
1: The Artist. Like, go away, sir. Before we do, before we get Bury, into... Barry, Barry the Artist. How, before we get into how much we dislike Barry, um, shall we go over this artistic team for Give Me More Dreams, a.k.a. Party of the Century?
0: Our writer is Vita Ayala. Our artist is Alex Linz. Our color artist is Matt Miller. And our letterer is VC's Travis Lanham.
1: All right. So Uh,
0: uh, on the opening page, I do just want to mention, and I'm going to talk about it throughout. I love Danny Moonstar throughout this whole issue.
1: Yeah. Danny Moonstar is amazing. The
0: compassion, the care that she has for these members is on full display throughout this. Like talk about empathy. Talk about emotional intelligence and connection to her people. She is she should be on the council. I, I like her I like her spot in this book but she is a council member
1: put her on the council that'd be dope yeah I mean I because I do feel like in some of the other new mutants issues that I read like she didn't get the Spotlight or the attention that I wished she would have, av- having just learned a little bit about her in like the OG New Mutants. Yep. So getting to see her more in the front, the forefront of this issue, I really enjoyed.
2: So I will
0: tell you, you haven't read any other of New Mutants since Ten of Swords, obviously, because I've right. not read Ten of Swords. But after Ten of Swords, the creative team changes. Mm-hmm. Vita Ayala is the writer, and Rodriguez is the artist regularly there is a much more consistent team in, in terms that in rather than the whole Academos Habitat, mm-hmm. it is this group of new mutants with this purpose of leading the younger, newer mutants mm. in their, kind of kind of like a school in the absence of Xavier's Institute.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I love this page or this spread yeah. of just like Danny and Warlock just kind of bopping around, just getting the lay of the land and still like one, there's this, So, throughout this whole issue, there's this, where's Gabby? Yeah. Like, where's Gabby? And also, like, what's up with Rain? Why is she so upset? Yep. So, I understand that something went down, that Danny couldn't be there. So, there's a person who I don't know really who they are. Tear. Yeah, Tear, who can't be resurrected. Basically, Rain went to X-Force and was like... X-Factor. Every time. Every time. Okay. Rain went to X-Factor and was like help me figure out my son oh it's her son yes okay her son with the other wolf person
0: yes (gasps) i believe so yes
1: okay so danny couldn't go with rain to do that and x factor was like listen there's no proof that your son is dead so
0: so cerebro is still receiving backups
1: so I just like I don't know I understand X
0: Factor needs proof of death and right. that is established through the run of X Factor even in the first issue. That yes, they need proof of death before they can do their
1: right before they can say to the five like you can yeah. resurrect. So
2: ah, oh, why, why
0: is X Factor cancelled?
1: Ugh, why but like I don't know it's interesting in this issue how rain goes back and forth between oh I'm not mad at you Danny I totally understand and actually like I'm super mad at you and please leave me alone
0: I just feel like she's wrestling with a lot of emotions right, right well her son Rightfully is like so. missing right and so she has tried and she came to her friend and her friend was not there for her when she needed it. so she just feels like she's been left you know she feels miffed in the fact that she needed you at a time that you weren't able to be there for
2: mm-hmm. her
1: and on on the other note with Laura and Gabby, I yeah. love the pointing out of the fact that Gabby would love all this food, yeah. And yet, in some of the previous issues and the other panels, like when the X Men team is announced and Laura's announced, she's stuffing she's, her yeah. face yeah. with shrimp, <laughs> and I'm just, just like, That's, how similar they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was like a really cool connection of them.
0: So I do so- want to mention before we leave this page, this giant spread. This feels like one of those Joshua Kassara, everybody get in here shots, mm. right? Nightcrawler drunk.
1: Nightcrawler is so drunk at this party. It's the
0: gag that runs through the entire gala. And I'm pretty sure Way of X focuses on the hangover the, day ne- the next day.
1: Yes. I was actually talking about that with Dayspring and Michelle Waffle when I was guesting on Power's power of x-men to talk about our hellfire gala looks and then that kind of tied into what we were talking about for the imperious Rex show which was like what's going on with the hellfire gala and the hangover cure that the mutants have which is kind of funny because they've got to have something
0: oh yeah uh the other thing to notice about this page warlock is mimicking danny as they go which is something that comes up later on in the issue of him mimicking other people Mm -hmm. and and one last thing and you're not going to get this reference but there's these two panels and this ties in very closely to x-men number 18 and x-men number 19 but it is Sync walking over to laura and then laura going to go do something else i think someone's calling me sink with his head down
2: i
1: know i thought that was sad i was like oh it is she very just, sad she just gave him the cold shoulder
0: he is in love with her
1: oh sink
0: she does not know
1: well, they're going to be on a team together, so.
0: Yeah, that's the drama. Ooh. I want to tell you, but I don't want to tell you because she do not tell me. It. I'll read it because you know, Sink and Laura—they were in the vault. Yes. With Darwin, right? So they were in the vault where time <gasps> passes differently. Ooh. And so this is the resolution that you're missing from what happens in that story.
1: Interesting, interesting. So yeah, so we already talked about like this whole exchange.
0: Yeah, she's just struggling to reunite with Tear and feels disappointed slash let down with Moonstar.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I do want to mention just how many character threads Vita is juggling with this, right? They have set up so many individual arcs for interesting characters Mm -hmm. that are now intertwining in this setting of the gala. You're getting all these updates and even adding in new ones, this whole depth of warlocks where he feels left out from Doug.
1: Yeah. I mean, this issue to me felt very much like... How the X Force issue was like that team is a group, and this is how this group is experiencing the Hellfire Gala. Mm-hmm. This was like this is how the New Mutants are experiencing. This is my probably my favorite data page of all time. Yeah, this text message, this group text,
2: just I, the I emojis.
1: Out loud. Yeah, I was laughing out loud. The emojis, the magic five to one odds that Sunfire quits on the first day. Anyway, yeah, amazing. Don't be
0: rude, Lyanna. And then just the nails and the tea. Come yes, on, that's yes. so spot on.
1: I know, it's so good. It's so good. And I actually thought it was interesting to see when they start talking about who they all voted for. Yeah. Dougie, Team Tempo Dougie, right there with you.
0: Birdo has left the chat.
1: Birdo has left, left the chat. So
0: basically how you feel about Birdo, it's, it's a general understanding. It's that general he's,
1: understanding. Yeah. Everyone feels that way about Birdo. And then we just have this terrible exchange with Bury this horrific ban and Karma shows up looking fly
0: yeah i just love great.
1: this everyone's reaction and it's like interesting because this panel that's this full page and warlock behind so her warlock is in love with her is that a thing because he his little emojis are like he loves her and then when that guy starts hitting on her like he's really upset
0: yeah well i mean i think warlock loves everyone in the sense that he is really happy-go-lucky friendly mm. guy and i i just I'm not sure he loves her like romantically, but maybe, you know. But maybe.
1: And then I just like how the thing is just giving her the side eye. Yeah. Ooh, look at you.
0: (laughs) Karma is a lesbian. I
1: think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, okay. Regardless of whether or not she's a lesbian, the, the classic... I'm going to swoop in and pretend I'm your lesbian lover to save you from this man. Like, that is like girl code. Yeah. Like, that is, oh, darling, come over here. Let me take you away from this creepy person who is, you know, making advances that nobody wants. And just like just he's so arrogant and I wonder like if he holds like is he just like what is what is his purpose why is he there
0: I'm pretty sure he's just in this issue I've never seen him before
1: yeah so like is it just just uh, just to have this experience at a party so that then karma can make him dump drinks all over himself which is perfection yeah
0: and then they go off and they dance
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> they dance it out
0: where warpath calls out warlock about his mimicking.
1: His mimicking.
0: And just this is this is probably depth in emotion that I've never experienced from Warlock, to my mm. knowledge, right? Just how he feels lost and lonely without Doug.
1: Right, well, I can understand if you're part of someone else for so long. It's kind of similar to what was happening with Kanan and Betsy right? When Kanan was inside Betsy for all that time And a part of Betsy and didn't have her own identity Like so much of Warlock's Identity is transforming Into what's needed by the people Around him Mm -hmm. and If he was also like fused with Doug for so long
0: often on and on Now
1: he doesn't really know Who he is without on his own And he also I think probably struggles With the fact that he has a very Strong personality and has emotions Yet he is a machine Right. You know, how does that?
0: And just the reference to Doug being his soul friend, right? Not just his soulmate. Right. Right.
1: Oh, it hurts my heart.
0: Yeah. Because, um, Doug is recently married, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. So now let's just for a second, talk about all these pages where Warlock is like, okay, I'm going to go over. You're right. I'll talk, I'll talk to him. Who in whose voice is this? (laughs) What the heck is happening?
0: The one panel clue that we get on the first page is the box from the Shadow King where this is the Shadow King.
1: Okay, so that's what I read in the little blurb at the beginning is that the New Mutants are training a bunch of young X-Men and then some of them have been
0: sneaking off and working with
1: with the Shadow King.
0: Yeah, and so whenever there's a scene like this where there's off-panel narration that is disconnected to what's happening on panel... I always think this is intentional, right? Well, yes. There's something that's trying to be drawn from the comparison of these two juxtaposed scenes. And so you have Warlock, who's felt rejected and lost and lonely without Doug. And you have Gabby on the other side. So this is all development that's been happening over the last couple of issues, who has been going through a lot of sense of not knowing who she is or what will happen her sense of identity. So a lot has come up with the idea of clones not being able to be resurrected. And that's a great fear for Gabby because oh, technically she is a clone. a clone of Laura. And so she's concerned that if she were ever to die, which I mean, spoiler alert, by the end of this issue, Yee. maybe we find out next issue. So that's that's a big... Oh, Contrast and what this... she's
1: talking about later in her letter when she's talking about Laura being gone, it's because Laura was in the vault, right? Yep. So like I had kind of forgotten about that at first when I was reading and I was like, Wait, did Laura die? And she was resurrected and she doesn't know. But it was no, it was because she was in the vault. Yep. Okay. So this overarching narration is related to so is Gabby one of the Younger Mutants. Younger mutants who's sneaking off and working with the Shadow King?
0: Initially, but she does not like what's going on. Okay. And she has tried to voice that to the other mutants and to Rain, but did not get as far in that as she would have liked.
1: And this is Doug's...
0: Be the Blood Moon, who is an Iraqi mutant.
1: (gasps) Ooh, Doug, look at you always combining
0: worlds. Ten of swords, baby. Interesting. I'm into it. Uh, Best line of the book. Danny, on a scale of one to 10, how skilled are you at disrobing a man? Excuse me? Excuse (laughs) me? We have a situation. It's just fun. It's a fun scene of James being stuck in his outfit. And
1: it's just, this is what I love so much about the new mutants is that they can friends. so easily go from fighting a big bad or solving a problem or being in this like X-Men style, something to being friends, being a family, having like, I don't know. I just feel a lot of not... Okay, let me try to make a sentence. I feel as though sometimes when familial relationships or friendships that su- are supposed to feel like family relationships happen in the course of books that are so heavily focused on the action and the fighting that it doesn't feel genuine. And the new mutants always feel genuine. Mm. They always feel like real people. These are real situations. Real the relationships, fact that yeah. right real relationships what happened with magic and karma And pulling her away from that guy. Like that's a real relationship. This whole thing of like I can't get out of my outfit. Being there for each other. Yeah, being there for each other. And also just the like um, Jumbo will kill me if I cut it. And like how do I get out of it? That's such a small thing in the grand scheme of like what X-Men might be. but
0: So I'd say I I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I'd say that X-Factor also does a lot of that familial Mm. bonding and and I don't know that there's really any other book that does that to that degree or does that that well. And I think there's the added ease of this with most of not Warpath but most of the other new mutants having been, you know, a part of the core group for a long time, having been mm. these people that grew up together on this team. Yeah. And and technically Magic while she was there, this there's a whole story about Magic that, you know, I'm not going to get into right now.
1: For another day. So Party's hopping. Everything's fine. They're working on getting him out of the outfit.
0: Yeah. And our last couple play- pages with an emotional cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Laura goes home and then she finds this note from Gabby. And then before we get to read in, the note. In
0: Jonathan's mouth. Who's Jonathan? Jonathan's her pet Wolverine. Remember from X-Men Red?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so knoll and the... Mutant who was Cause having Mark. those t- terror things. Yep. That's all I know about them. And Martha
0: Johnson and Rainboy, I believe, is his name.
1: Okay. So they find Gabby, who appears to be dead. dead. And then, which is interesting because it's like you get this this note from Gabby to Laura that's like, clearly she was planning on going to the gala. She's talking about her outfit. So. It doesn't seem like she was trying to run away or sneak away, which is what I initially assumed that the note was going to be like, I'm leaving kind of thing. Running away from home. So it's a really interesting setup for, are we going to get this story now of what happened to Gabby?
0: Yeah, or at least the aftermath. At least what happens now to Gabby in light of her being kind of a clone, but kind of not.
1: Right, but like how'd she get under this pile of rubble and where are these children?
0: I mean, I think... So in those pages of Warlock and Bay and Doug, with the two panels of Shadow King and Gabby, I think they're talking to each other.
1: Oh, that's Gabby.
0: Yeah, and that one other panel on the other side. I see now. With the hood. And I see the clip in her hair. And then you even see at the top of that next page, goodbye, Gabrielle Kinney. Yes. I think, obviously, Shadow King did it. Shadow King. Did. Because she was trying to disrupt what he was trying to do. Oh, no.
1: And it's over.
0: Yeah. I thought it was great. A lot of character moments. A lot of really interesting inter-character relationships. Things that are progressed. This, This is so many things that Vita is juggling.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing is, it's interesting because earlier in the episode, you said something about all of the stories being interconnected and... I do agree that it's very clearly like all still at the Hellfire Gala, but I am starting to feel like I feel like this issue in particular was just like, we have this blanket setting of the Hellfire Gal, but yep. this is just a New Mutants issue. And I feel similarly about X-Corp, that it wasn't really... I mean, I feel I that think it could have... those. This issue, all the things that happened in this issue... Could have happened someplace and else. And the stuff that happens in the next issue could have happened someplace else. Right. I, and but I don't that's think not necessarily he, a bad thing. No,
0: I don't think so either. I, that actually, I think, is a good thing. The fact that it's still... You know, if there were a ton of other characters that weren't actually in New Mutants or that it hung upon needing them to be there. I don't know that that would have been a good thing. You know, I think the fact that it is just the new mutants do the hellfire gala.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: X-Corp does the hellfire gala and you see the interconnection between other people. You see the, the overall connecting points because they're all at this giant event. Yeah. Yeah. The Cohen for the next issue. Yes. One of a kind.
1: One of a kind. Co- Oh, no.
0: Which I feel like has to be in reference to Gabby. Oh, no. Right. And I just... So, it just seems like it's going to be (sighs) a need to campaign for the fact that, no, she's her own person.
1: Right. So, they're saying clones can't be resurrected, but...
0: The precedent of it... Even
1: though she was made... like. So that's why Madeline isn't resurrected?
0: Correct. And that's well, if they I resurrect
1: like- Gabby, watch out, because Havoc's going to be, like, campaigning.
2: Which, for- I,
0: you know, it's come up in this day in the Hellfire Gala event. I don't know how you can resurrect Gabby and, and not explain the fact that you're not going to resurrect Maddie.
1: Yeah, no, you have to do both.
0: Right, because Maddie has grown and has been a character of her own, even though she did start much later in her life, she and she did have the implanted memories of Jean gray at the beginning
1: yeah mm-hmm. that's rough all right x corp
0: x corp do you want me to tell you uh, so this is issue two we didn't talk about issue one and you didn't read issue one so i'm i'm kind of interested in what your thoughts uh, about this book as a concept here were and wondering if you want my thoughts of issue one uh or maybe after the fact? Or... I
1: guess the only thing I really feel like I need to know from issue one is what happened in Brazil. So they blew up a laboratory that they weren't supposed to blow up and then it got exposed before it was supposed to be exposed?
0: So those are two separate things. So the laboratory was in the Savage Land and it was destroyed by this competing company.
1: Okay, that's referenced in another
0: book. That was supposed to create an international incident of the mutants being dangerous and not being able to be trusted. So the lab was actually in the Savage Land. And it was destroyed. And a lot of Madrox's dupes were also lost in that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his work that he had been doing was lost as well. The big announcement that we see referenced to in the first couple of pages of Mm -hmm. this is this giant spaceship island that is X-Corps HQ. I see. And that you do see a couple panels of in -hmm. this issue. Uh, They were planning this big rollout. This social media campaign, this, this big marketing campaign. But Monet was like, nope, uh, we need to do it now. And it created a big buzz. And it also overshadowed anything that was happening in this sh- uh, the Savage Land. Nobody was talking about what happened in the Savage Land. Everyone That's was talking That's why she about, did it. That's why she did it. Smart. And it. And it was also to save Warren's life. So okay. this is very much so. So th- by the title, it is the business of Krakoa.
1: Yes. I like this cover. Let's talk about the cover. Yep.
0: I like this cover. Very minimalistic.
1: Yeah, it's just very much like an art piece to me. Yeah. Oh, and so, it
0: feels like a like an ad too.
1: Yeah. So into it and Monet looks fly. Yep. On that cover. So let's dive in. Page turn noise. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I had a really hard time with this issue. Maybe it was because I didn't really know what happened in the first issue. But just the fact that it was like meeting an interview after meeting an interview for X Corp to find their board members. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I uh, don't really care.
0: Right. So, I mean, I guess you, you wouldn't care about what X Corp is because you don't know yet. So you're trying to pick that up as you go. I'll tell you, I liked this issue more than I liked issue one. Okay. Which isn't saying a whole lot because I did not like issue one.
1: Yikes. I do like this this Monet skipping through her, her voicemails or whatever.
0: Dodging Charles Xavier.
1: Oh, but also just like, okay, so Sunspot, she listens to most of. Sebastian Shaw, she doesn't even let it finish saying that it's from Shaw. She's like, next, thank you, next. And then for charles when she's like just stick to your side of the dance floor charles it's like she's very much like saying i don't i I know what i'm doing i don't need your assistance please back off right so that i liked i i i just i think i didn't feel like anything i mean yeah the whole thing happened with fenris and and then like okay double crossing and trying to set up business with with the one human that was being interviewed yep Trying to break into the, to the Space Island Station Laboratory, whatever it is. Yep. You know, and the multiple man guy, what's his name? Multiple man. Multiple man. Yeah, him. Jamie Madrox. He's like upset because he wants to be involved in these meetings, but they're doing them at the gala. He's been offered a
0: seat on the board or at least a, a potentially a tentative seat on the board as we find and is seemingly being excluded from all the meetings to make these major decisions
1: well it kind of seems like if if this is just my perspective, so I don't know if I'm correct, but it seems like Monet and Angel are in charge yep. and so they said, like, okay, Jamie, you have a seat on the board and so
0: And so does Trinary.
1: But if you're the Okay, as the executive director of a nonprofit I if I was meeting with different board members and the board itself hadn't been established yet then the members who it's like it's like if you're hiring for a job and you're hiring a full team as you accumulate your team you're just going vid- to individually interview all the people for your team and then bring your team together and then once the team is fully formed if then you want to introduce like down the line if they were going to introduce more board members mm-hmm. then he could be involved in that decision but I don't feel like he's at the place to be involved in that decision yet
0: Especially because its board seat is apparently not official. Right. And I think it brings up the interesting idea of what is a board member seat and what is an employee? Like, do you need the lead scientist to be on the board or do you need him focusing on the science work? Right. Do you need a PR person on the board so they're talking about Sophie Windancer mm-hmm. having done all these commercials and social media campaign and, and doing the organization. That feels like, you know, maybe your director of marketing, but not necessarily a board, board member. I'm not sure how interested I am in the politics of the company's structure, but those are the things that I was pulling out from this that there's a power struggle. And yeah. they are very upfront in a in a panel where they're talking about we need to have more offers out. Than actual seats that we have. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, that's how you do it. Smart, right? All right. Before we, because I feel like my my thought process about talking about this issue is, is just be a very overarching summary. Sure. I don't feel that I need to get into the nitty gritty of the page by page of this one. That's fine. So, but before we do that, let's.
0: Written by tini this. Howard, yeah. art by Alberto Foci, color artist Sunny Go, and letters VCs Clayton Cowles. Are you hiring? Are you hiring? A shark in the water. A shark
1: in the water. So, yeah, I mean, this like back and forth of, I think it's interesting that (laughs) Jamie like makes, he has his separate outfit that makes him different than all of his. He is the prime. You know, whatever they're called. Dupes. Dupes. And he swaps clothes so that he can basically serve food in the meetings. And I also feel like. This is, I guess it makes sense, right? Like Emma wanted this to kind of be a networking event, but it also feels a little bit weird to be officially interviewing board members. I would feel like it would be more appropriate for them to just be walking around and networking and talking to people and setting up meetings at another time.
0: Maybe, yeah. I just think the fact that they're all there at once. Yeah. I do think it's a little, this idea of Madrox Prime or Jamie Madrox himself is a doctor. He is a scientist. He has a PhD. Mm-hmm. His dupes are waiters and valets. And like, like, so, what's the?
1: How much of them do they? How right. much of him do they have in them?
0: Because in the lab in the first issue, we saw them all as scientists working with the Madrox Prime. So they have some capacity of. The, so I feel like not only does he feel left out, but he feels a little insulted by the fact that he's staffing the event. You I know?
1: think that him staffing the event was like
0: a decision made on behalf of
1: like, I feel like that was something Emma was like, Hey, let's just do this and I don't have to hire a bunch of people, you know? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's less about their overarching capability and it's more about how they can best serve the gala. Sure. But I, I also understand if he's, if he's highly involved in X corp in general, and then he's, that, that I could see being like, why are you doing this right now? Like, you guys know I have to work this event and I can't be part of what you're doing.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, of the three issues, we had the most action in this. Yeah. We actually had fights between, you know, I do love a good Nazi thumping. you know. Yeah, so we... You only know the Von Struckers through... The Gifted. The Gifted. And that is far from who they are. So they are the children of Baron Von Strucker. Or maybe grandchildren, perhaps? I think they're the children. The Baron von Strucker of Hydra. Like Hydra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And they are Hydra. murderous bad guys. And a handful of times remarked about the fact that they haven't killed anybody yet. You know, they've been on good behavior.
1: <laughs> so far in this <laughs> issue, that's not true. Not so
0: true because they're double crossing Xcorp. They're double crossing the people as they're trying to set up and steal things from...
1: Yeah, they're basically, so they're like, okay, well, instead of allowing this one human to then work with you, we're basically going to work with her and become your competitors. Mm-hmm. And Monet's like, don't you even think about giving away and secrets?
2: Right,
0: rightfully so.
1: Right. So, and and I do think that this whole thing with mastermind and the way that he kind of proves himself tricks the two of them at first and is like Haha, we've been in the kitchen the whole time and then they utilize that to take down that was interesting one of the twins is is cool i did like that element
0: i do i and i will just as a side shout out To Thunderbird making an appearance. The first time I've seen Neil Shahara in a very long time. And he actually has some dialogue here. He's being interviewed for the board in that first page as well as Sunspot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's going to be. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy
1: my way into the board. Like, I'll punch you right (laughs) in your little face, Birdo.
0: We have all your money. Because he signed over all of his money and assets when he went to space. Mm. All of his X-Corp lawyers. This X-Corp has been building as an idea in the background for a while.
1: And then another thing to point out is Nightcrawler dancing with Megan. Yes. Because it's She's, Nightcrawler's baby inside her belly.
0: Well, we don't know. Maybe. I know. Maybe.
1: In my head canon, it's Nightcrawler's baby. Um, we
0: do get an interesting exchange with Celine, the uh, yeah psychic vampire. Ex- external. Sexual. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, Angel is a himbo, as he's often described.
1: I mean, she just straight up bites his ear. And then she's like, "Oh, sexy, sexy, time for a meeting.
0: Time for our official meeting to start."
1: Yeah, there's the 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 island, the island spaceship planet thing. Yep, it's cool.
0: Yep, yeah. I will say the the one other thing that stuck out to me at the end was the fact that not only does Mastermind fool the Von Struckers, but he's also covering up for Warren on the last page, where Warren had not quote unquote kept his cool. And seems to have changed into his archangel form, which seems to be a running thing where in these only two issues that we've seen, Monet and Warren, their anger changes them into their alternate form.
1: Right. And Monet thinks that he didn't change. Right. He, she didn't see him change. So why did he hide he, that from her? You know, and how did Mastermind know to hide it?
0: Right. Right. You know, that's the value of having someone in charge of image because...
1: Which I think is a great application to be in yeah. charge of PR.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and even if even if Windancer, you know, reports to Mastermind, which you know, Mastermind, uh, troublesome guy,
1: just kind of the center of a few evil plots throughout X Men history.
0: Yeah, also um, maybe not evil, but manipulated in a recent arc of Hellions that you have not read.
1: X Corp. There it is. There it is. So, do you have anything else that you wanted to say about it?
0: Uh, I mean, I said kind of at the beginning that I was not really a fan of issue one. I felt like there was a lot not really happening. It, it's got a lot to set up because it's a high right. concept. It's a big concept. And I don't know how it's going to work long term in a comic. I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm going to keep reading it at least for, you know, the first arc and yeah, we'll I, see where it goes.
1: It's, it's clearly an important piece of the overarching puzzle of what's going on with Krakoa and potentially what's building in space, right? Right. And like the mutant relations and how it it kind of ties into what's going on with. Marauders and like obviously they're X importing and exporting the things that X Corp are creating, so or that they're manufacturing, you know, and the scientists are creating them or whatever
0: that they're kind of selling the public image of, or what what else X Corp is creating, right? So they have this giant island that is now, uh, which you know, that was something that came up when reading the first one. It's not really that that big, you know? It's a big floating island. I, I've seen S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarriers. I've seen, yeah. you know, in, in relation to what else exists in the Marvel Universe, that's not Mars, you know?
1: <laughs> that ain't no Mars. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it definitely will play an important role, and I think there are definitely going to be things that if you don't read X-Corp, you might feel confused about as it ties into other books. Yep. I just think... In the context of this overarching Hellfire Gala when, especially, right, when you have these three issues that are this week's issue, you have Planet Size X-Men, which kicks it off, which is huge, epic craziness. Then you have New Mutants, which isn't super huge, but but it's very fun. And very connected to the character stories. Yeah. it's And 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 and, what affects them. And then I, I read this and I kind of got the same feeling I feel when I read a data page that like... I'm not interested in, and I kind of start to zone out a little bit. Mm-hmm. That it just was like the issues went like most exciting to middle exciting to least exciting, and it's like when you're reading them in that order, like you obviously want. I
0: would have read them in I, reverse I, order right, if you I want
1: yeah. like the climax
0: right to be at the end, <laughs> and then the denouement after that. And the <laughs>
1: denouement, the denouement.
0: But yeah, I mean. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Uh Next week, we have...
1: Oh, yeah. What is the um Krakoa thingy? Preview Krakoa text.
0: Exponential growth.
1: Exponential growth. So, could you know, be they exciting. Are,
0: they are a business. Growing. Next week, we have Wolverine number 13, Sword number 6, and Way of X number 3. Ooh. I feel like... I don't know what you'll have time to read between now and then, but maybe read Way of X 1 and 2. And that wouldn't really spoil anything else otherwise. Okay. But I'm very excited about Way of X.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was excited about Way of X being a thing when it first was announced. Yeah. Any other I wasn't even really reading comics at that point.
0: Any other thoughts about these three issues, about where we are at the gala? We didn't make our master timeline.
1: We didn't. And I was thinking about that this afternoon.
0: I was too. And I was like, no, there's not enough time. I'm But hungry. I also
1: feel like not a lot within this, like I didn't feel like anything that happened in New Mutants or X-Corp had a hard impact on the overall timeline. And then- the only thing... Planet that it, Size X-Men was like, obviously it's during the fireworks time. Right.
0: Well, and all of the setup before and like the hours before, or mm-hmm. days before, that kind of places a little bit longer. And also the the timing of the two weeks, I feel like that's really important. And, mm. um, because that also speaks to how long Doug has been married too and, and how that connects to New Mutants and this fresh feeling that Warlock is going through. Mm. Uh, I, I did think the only real timestamps that we got were in X-Corp not just with their meetings, but with a couple of their arrivals and, and getting ready. Yes,
1: yeah. Well, we'll make it eventually. It'll happen.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: have any other thoughts to you.
0: I, I, I'll keep on coming back to it. Planet Size X-Men was a red issue. I'm not sure if the other two happened.
1: <laughs> He's very upset. I'm very upset. because This I feel is how, listen. You
0: devalue what a red issue means if you keep on using it all the time. Okay, so this is how I feel about your...
1: Reaction to red issues is my reaction to seminal moments. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So take that for what
0: it is. But hold up, hold up, hold up. Seminal moments. There have been five throughout nearly sixty years of continuity. There are now four red issues across a month. That's more utilized.
1: Do not do this to me.
0: One final, one final note, Captain Krakoa.
1: No. Oh my God. Why? Would you bring that <laughs> back up? That's like you just wanted to—you just wanted to get me all razzed for the end of the
0: episode. Razzmatazz.
1: Ugh. Until next time, old friend. Oh, Charles, you mad? Thanks so much for joining us today on the x Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends.
0: The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island, by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Kwan.